This is LifeCast bringing you the G220 effect. And we're here once again bringing you the effect live, hot and ready with the word of God. Standing tall for Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm Denai. And I am Steve. We're so excited for another day on our podcast to just share the good news of Jesus Christ and revealing our podcast is, is uh, I guess our statement is that we're revealing Jesus in everyday life because we truly live this word. Not one day, but every day. Every day. Praise the Lord. So here we go. Today, we're going to start out in Ezekiel. So we always uh, want to extend an invite. Open your Bible, like ours is here, and you can hear my pages right now. Here you go. So our Bibles are in front of us. So if you're home, get your Bible out. Let's get used to feeling it, get used to touching our word, and just knowing that the word is so real to us, and we live by this this book. Wait, 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 wait. If you got an iPod, just open your iPod and scroll until you get to where we get to. iPod, babe? I don't think people have those anymore. Well, yeah, I think. Oh, get your Nano. No. <laughs> if you have any device that you're using, you can get that open too. If you're driving or you can't quite get to your word, we're going to read it to you. So no worries. So we're oh, 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 I know what it is now. iPad. Get your iPad. That's what you meant to say. I'm like, I don't think they have iPods anymore. I got that as a gift in 2004. I was too Ooh. legit to quit. <laughs> but um, no, I was just joking. I was just joking, y'all. Seriously. All right, that old, you know. <laughs> so let's get into the word. We're going to start out in Ezekiel 2. So Steve came home the other day and just was so amazed at the word of God. And we just dove into it. And we just couldn't help but to share some nuggets that we um, keep receiving from the Holy Spirit. So let's start out in Ezekiel 2. So one night I was reading Ezekiel and I just... I just happened to look at the scripture and I had to read it over and over and over again. And so I'm going to dive into scripture and we'll see what you get from it also. Oh, Ezekiel. Sorry, I have to share this. This is funny right. because speaking about like late night, sometimes scripture reading, everybody has their own time that they read scripture. Sometimes it's at night, sometimes in the morning, sometimes at any time. Um, but anyway, whatever your study time is, I was having my little study time at night and I opened up Isaiah and I mean, I read something that was like, uh, what? <laughs> right. God said that that does not sound right. No wonder why if people just read the word without really understanding the God of the word, they can be really misconstrued. But anyway, we know in the Old Testament there was a lot going on, and God said a whole lot of things that if people just read the Old Testament, I can see why people would run the opposite way. But we're here to encourage you that the, even in the Old Testament, God is still. An awesome God. And, and he's, he's still a, just. He's still just. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't mean just us. I mean, he's still just. Hallelujah. So Ezekiel, the second chapter, the first verse reads as follow. And he said unto me, son of man, stand upon thy feet and I will speak unto thee. Ezekiel, the second chapter says, the second verse says, and the spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and he set me upon my feet that I heard him that spake unto me. Wow. So the part I dived in was when he said, and the spirit entered into me when he spake unto me. Can we just set precedence for this scripture, though? I, I, I went in and I, I started reading from like uh, chapter one. And here is Ezekiel. 
God is choosing him to speak to his children, to the children of Israel. And he appoints uh, him as his, as a prophet. Yeah. So in the first chapter, I mean, he's having this open vision. And then in the second chapter, God now is speaking to him because in order for you to be a prophet in the Old Testament, you are pretty much, you, you're a messenger of God. God speaks to you. So how in this context is, is, is God speaking to Ezekiel? And so, like I, like I said on this verse, the second chapter, I mean the second verse of chapter two, it said, and the spirit entered into me. And when he spake unto me, so it's saying God's spirit entered into him when he spake unto him, when he, when he began to talk to him. So before he even talked to him, God had to have his spirit enter into him. So that spirit is the Holy Spirit. So it's funny because when you read the chapter before, um, in chapter one, near the end, God is like showing Ezekiel this great vision. He's showing him so he can know who God is. He's like, I got to let you know who I am before you even get to the point where I start using you. And before I even speak who you are to you, I got to show you who I am and show you what I'm about. And so he gave him this, this raw, immaculate vision of what things are and how everything works. And he, I believe he's showing them heaven. He's showing them how things work in heaven. And then he's showing them the things and really who God is in all power. And so Ezekiel seeing this great vision of the throne, this great vision of the work, the work is going on in heaven. And then he tells him, the spirit enter into me when he spake unto me. So he's telling him, so my spirit got to be in you before I even began to conversate with you. Before I begin to tell you things of you, before I begin to give you excitement, my spirit has to be in you. And so at this point, God is saying, before you even know my voice, you have to know who my spirit is. So I'm going to give you my spirit. So when I talk, you'll know exactly as me. So it's, it's very common for me because when you look at these days when Jesus said he leave, he's going to leave behind a comforter. So it made me go that far in history when Jesus said, I'm leaving behind a comforter. And it gets me to that point because at this point, God is telling Ezekiel the same thing. Well, my spirit has to be in you for you to for me to speak to you, for and, you to understand it's me that's speaking. And the interesting thing, because I, I started looking up things, of course, in, in, in the studying context. Right. And I said, what's the difference between the spirit that we see in the Old Testament and, and so I busted out my concordance, right? And the spirit that we now see in the New Testament, right? So I looked, and in, in the Old Testament, it's Ruach, right? We yeah. talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about Ruach in, in Genesis. We love the scripture, Genesis 2-7. It says that God took man out of the dust of the ground and into his nostrils. He breathed his life into him. And that life, that, that breath of life is called the Ruach. And that's what now is used as saying the uh, um, spirit, even in when God is talking to Ezekiel, like my breath of life, I'm going to put in you so that when you have my breath of life, because think about it, nothing exists outside of God's breath. We right. talk about this right, right, example right, right. all the time that when a person leaves this earth, they are pretty much a shell. Yeah. Once that breath of life is gone out of the human body, there's no longer life. So in order for us to even experience what life is, we have to have the spirit, that Ruach. And yeah. then in the, in the New Testament, 
the same word is pneuma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we see it time and time again. Jesus is talking about it in the Gospels. We see it in Acts, you know, and we're going to go into that too. But we see that that breath of life is is truly that spirit that allows us to become alive. Or else, if we don't have that, I, we couldn't even fathom the things that the Lord would would even reveal to us. I mean, I don't even think we can because we have no life. Yeah, So yeah, yeah. that to me is very interesting so in the in the in the hebrew it's ruach but in the new testament in the greek it's it's um pneuma so yeah. i just wanted to point that out for anybody interested yeah so in, in the old is it's, it's ruach and the new is pneuma yes yeah so that, the that's... difference between hebrew and 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 um greek and greek yeah yes. yeah 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 so it, it's awesome to know because I just it makes me go back to that scripture in Genesis when he said he breathed the breath of life into man and man became a living soul. And so here we are. God is talking to Ezekiel and he said, wait a minute, before I can even talk to you. So, you know, it's me. So you it'd be a significance that, you know, it's just me talking. Here's my I'm going to put my spirit into you. And so you can recognize this me who's giving you giving you um, um, direction. I'm giving you um, where to go and how to go and how to do it. And so he said, I, I will put my spirit in you. So, you know, it's me. So you can recognize it's me. And here you go. And it made me think that what happens when you don't know the voice of God, when there's no significance of knowing it's God. So Steve, I have a question for you. Can you hear God or the father, however you want to address him right now without the Holy spirit? You can hear him, but you won't know his voice. <laughs> you won't. You won't know his voice. I I agree. You you might not know that this is him, but you you will hear something. But you might not know that it's him. But that's what's really interesting about this, because in order for you to hear God's voice, because I know that people ask that. I've had people ask me that directly. How do you know it's God? How do you know? How do I know that this is God? If I pray and I'm like, you guys tell me about, you know. Make sure that it's a two way. It's a dialogue when you pray. You know, you have to do the part where you listen to. Like, how do I do that part and know that that's God's voice? Well, mm. how would you answer somebody who has that question? Like, how do I know this is God? Well, the Bible talks about how Jesus said that I'm going to leave behind a comforter who will even take you farther than I could because I was naturally on earth. So I can only walk with you. But this comforter can go everywhere with you. And he can show you things before you get there. So And he lives in you. And so, he lives in you. Yes. Not resting on you. Not sitting beside you. Not coming and going. Not coming and going. <laughs> but he he there. Yeah. He in there like he, swimwear. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in you. And all you have to do is ask. That's what Luke eleven thirteen says. Is, yeah. What more could I give to you? And I'm just paraphrasing. If our father can give good gifts, then what more of, 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 of you know our father who would give us who'll be so glad to give us the holy spirit sorry i just like butchered that but i knew where i was going with that but <laughs> let me luke read 11 it. 13 let yeah, me read, you it. Can read it so i'm gonna read from the 11 verse of luke 11 and 11 through 13 it said if a son asks for bread of any of you that is a father will you give him a stone or if he asks for fish will you give him a fish will you give they say, if he asks for fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? And so, or if he shall ask of an egg, will you offer him a scorpion? 
And if ye be ye being evil, know how good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask of him? And that's the part, to them that ask of him. So you have to ask <laughs> in order for him, because we know, we've studied this before, that he's a gentleman. This, yeah. this For him to dwell within you, to teach you, to guide you, all the things that this Holy Spirit would be to us, is to you have to ask him to come and dwell in you because he's not going to be forceful. God is a God of free will. So if you want the spirit to dwell within you where you now really have a relationship and you can really hear God's voice, you have to ask him, Holy Spirit, come and dwell in me. And you know what's funny that I can look back now being young in the faith and seeing where I just wanted the Holy Spirit, but I had never asked God for it. I wanted it, but I've never asked. And so you got to get to the point where you just say, Lord, can I have it? Is it possible? Can I, can I get that? Can I get that from you, Lord? You know, and so I had never asked. I had never asked until I got to a point where I was like, Lord, you know, I got to go a little farther. I got to go a little higher. I got to know what you speaking. I got to know when it's you. So I asked. And guess what happened? Probably three months later. Boom. Here he is. Holy Spirit. Bam. Fell upon me. Boom. Here I was speaking in tongues, speaking in all this other, all this other stuff. I was doing all the other things. I knew my direction. I knew where I was going. I was standing flat-footed on the Word of God. And so we really wanted to talk about this today because we have encountered people sometimes that are, I love how Paul keeps saying when in his teachings that I, I don't want you to be ignorant of any of this, you know. I don't want you to be ignorant because when ignorance or the lack of knowledge is causes us to perish. And I know that I've encountered people who don't believe in the Holy Spirit. I've asked, you know, where where do you place the Holy Spirit? Who is the Holy Spirit? And they don't really have an answer because in their minds, they have this concept. We were laughing about this with Steve the other day that they have a concept that the Holy Spirit is like the spooky thing, like, you know, mystic. It's, it's mystic. It makes you do act outside of your body and you have all these a really lucid experience with the Holy Spirit. And he's just like this strange thing. When, it's this atmosphere changing thing that is like better than acid. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. But yeah, it's, it's this thing that that's better than anything that you've ever seen. It's the glorious thing. When it comes, the lights go off and on it flicker and flash, but no, but no, it's it's the Holy Spirit. It's it's the power, the 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 power that God has given unto us to to prevail over every evil thing. Yes, and He's not mystic. He's not. Yes, of course, there is a level of we 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 talk this God that we speak of. I mean, <laughs> man, my my God is a G. I'm sorry, I just have to say it the way it is. Our God is so big. You look at Genesis and how he created things, just that creative nature of him. And then you look at the end in Revelation and he's giving you a glimpse of where the, what the throne looks like and all these things. Like, of course, it's bound to be like something that we can't even fathom, right, in our natural sense. And we look at people like Ezekiel having this open vision where the heavens open and he sees all these things. And to us, it's like, whoa, wheels, eyes, and and what? What's happening here? Yeah. But if we think about that, 
that's how we can tell that the Holy Spirit, when he does dwell within us, we will be able to see greater. We will be able to see the kingdom. When Jesus says, you know, we are kingdom citizens or we're now uh, uh, children of the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, man, to that is powerful. So how can we identify with the kingdom of heaven if if the Holy Spirit doesn't really reveal to us some great things? I know Steve has shared with me some of the visions and dreams that he's had that are just amazing. And even for myself, I've had dreams where things are so vivid and so green and the colors are so majestic. And it's like, whoa, this is, but that's the yeah. glimpse that we get. Or some people have like visions while they're just standing there and they see angels and all these things that are around us. And, but that's what the Holy Spirit will have yeah. us see. But it does, it's not to say that he's making us all spooky and mystical. Ooh, no. My crystal ball is in front of me <laughs> and I'm going to show you things. <laughs> no, he really is showing us what the kingdom of heaven looks like so that we can walk in power and authority. That yeah. authority that yeah, Jesus yeah, says yeah. that I've given all power and authority has been given unto me. Now I want you to have this very thing so that you can dominate over the enemy. You can touch of any deadly thing and it will not harm you because in your mind you have a visual vision of what it looks like to have authority and to have power so i mean that's my take on it so you know what's funny because i i I just believe these days that people keep the onus on god instead of you know they know who jesus is and they really don't they really try to discredit jesus because he was such a man and he was god and he would say he was equal to god but people don't really know who the Holy Spirit is because and that when they talk about God, it always keeps them unworthy. It always keeps them in a spot where I'm unworthy to even go before God. I'm, I'm unworthy even to talk to God. I have so, to wear a skirt that's a certain length. And, or, I have to or, say I got to be prayers. perfect before I get to God. You know, I, I got I to gotta clean up my drinking. I got to clean up my drug use. I got to clean up all this stuff before I even go to God and pray. You know, I can't come to him just like this. Or and, even and, being religious, being repetitive in our religion because we feel like that somehow gets us merit with God because we do feel unworthy before but, him. But that is true because you're talking about God, God the Father. So that is true. They are right. But so God came to earth as a man. Just to show us how we can be, we can we can make it. We can come to Him now through Jesus Christ. We can come to Him, but men still like, oh man, he he too much of a man to be like God. Oh, he he too much of a man. He died, man. If he was God, how did he die? But the, the people forget the most important part of his death was his resurrection. Was his resurrection? People forget that. And so here it is. Now Jesus leaves. He said, "I leave behind that Comforter," you know, and now which is the Holy Spirit. And so you get to this point where you just said, forget this understanding about what the Holy Spirit is. I can care less. You know, Jesus was a man, you know, all this. So I love Jesus. But God is awesome. But you leaving out that third part, which is the Holy Spirit, which is the which is the the comforter, which is that place where when you when he speaks, it's power. So we got a scripture to read from Acts where it talks about. Power, power of the Holy Spirit. 
I was looking for the scripture, but I, I might not be able to get to it in time, but it's somewhere in John, and, and Jesus is teaching about the Holy Spirit. So maybe in John 16 or 14, somewhere in there. And it talks about um, that he, the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he said, it's expedient that I go, because if I don't go, you're not going to receive this Holy Spirit, and he's the spirit of power, right? Um, if I don't go, you're not going to receive him. It's the spirit of truth here, also. Yes, yeah, spirit yeah. of truth. And here I am, I'm, I'm walking with you right now, and you hear me teaching you these things and the disciples were so close to Jesus because this was the closest thing to truth they had ever been around yeah we had the scrolls we were <laughs> we were being taught all these other ways of living but Jesus comes and you can't you can't deny the fact that he is truly grace and truth right yeah okay but now you're leaving us <laughs> so what are we gonna do and and Jesus says no no don't worry it's, it's actually a good thing that I leave because now I'm gonna send the Father is going to send my, the Holy Spirit who's going to now dwell within you and he's going to teach you of all the things I've taught you. So he's saying, now that I've bridged the gap between me, you and the Father, right? Yeah, now yeah, that yeah, I've yeah. done that, I'm not going to leave you alone. You're still going to have this truth, but even in a better sense that I don't have to tell you, but it's going to be written on the tablets of your heart. You are going to have it inside of you, reminding you of righteousness, reminding you of all the good things that are in you because of you being connected with the father and I. Oh, how awesome is that? So, so, <laughs> so this is why the Holy Spirit is the center. You cannot hear God if you don't have the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. You're going to be limited. You might end up in the same religious thing where you feel like you have to do a thousand prayers and do all these things in order for you to feel like you are uh, uh, worthy before God. But yet, God gave his son. Or you might be fighting trying to be nice and good and all that and not being not being able to measure up to it. And so because you don't have the power, you don't have the power. <laughs> so that 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 power comes from the Holy Spirit. So let me read this scripture. And it gives you a, a kind of uh, a understanding of what that power is. Acts one and eight, which is a, a very known scripture. It says, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and all Samaria. And for those who don't believe, they just oh, it's just it's just Jerusalem, Samaria, it's just it's just the Middle East. Here go that part for you, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. <laughs> so it covers you, it covers me, it covers Jerusalem, it covers Samaria, it covers the world. Yeah, and I I mean I've heard it also being taught that the, you know the 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 Samaria and the Judea are saying that you know you this is where you are right now so reach the people closest to you yeah, and yeah. reach the people next closest to you until you get to the uttermost parts of the earth I mean this thing can just keep going the fact that Steve and I come and we share on this podcast as we read the word together and just share the things that we feel in our hearts that the Holy Spirit is is having us share. This thing can reach so many people all over the world. But who who empowers that? It's the Holy Spirit. So that to me is amazing. God knew that we will be able to reach. No one is going to be without any reason to say, I never heard the gospel. It's going to be preached. Come on, y'all. I mean, yeah. everyone out there, anyone who's a believer, anyone following Jesus, anyone who's living this life called living a life filled with Christ. It's no longer you who lives, but Christ in you that you want to see people saved, set free. Um, anyone, we can reach 
the world with the gospel. We have been given the power through the Holy Spirit to go to the uttermost parts of the earth. And yeah, you know what's funny? I got a scripture to back this up. It says in Deuteronomy 32 and 30, it said, How can one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight, except the rock had sold them and the Lord had shut them up? So it's saying one can chase a thousand, one can put 2,000 to flight. And that rock is Jesus. It said, unless the rock has sold them and shut them up. So Jesus ain't shutting us up because he's given us free will and he's given us the Holy Spirit to be the one to guide us in this part of life. And to this, in, in this time of grace where he said, I leave behind thy grace, but my grace is sufficient. That's the only way you could be saved is through my grace. And so because you're saved and because the next step of your salvation would be to know who the Holy Spirit is. So you can know why you're saved and know why you why you walk in this life and know how you how God wants others to know what you know. And be able to hear God's voice. And there it is. To Ezekiel, he couldn't even hear until his spirit was upon him. I mean, and that's what we wanted to share today, that just that how important that is. But we wanted to also read Acts 2. Now we see the Holy Spirit coming into action. So I'm going to read Acts 2, 4. And it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. So here's the promise that they've been waiting for, right? They've been, they're now in the upper room and just praying and here it comes. It says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. What? Speak with what? Speak in other tongues. Speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Oh, man. Oh, man. We touching on something. We're touching on something. And you know what? I'm just going to keep reading because this always gets to me. And it says, uh, I'm going to keep reading. So I'll go to five and six. Let's All see. right. Let's and, hear it. And there were dwelling at Jer- Jerusalem Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now, when it when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded. I mean, shocked, right? (laughs) Because that every man heard them speak in his own language. So here's like all these languages being spoken. Acts 1a said, we'll be able to reach Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. And every nation under this under the heavens was in one place and they could hear each other's language from people who didn't even speak what they spoke. Ain't that power? Wait a minute. This is the power that we're talking about to be this is the evidence. And I believe that this is why the Bible is uh, we, we hear oftentimes that the evidence of, of having the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues because I, to me, it's a demonstration of power. Yeah. Because now you're speaking a language that you don't even know what you're saying, right? But somebody understands it. Somebody yeah. in the, the different yeah. part of the world understands yeah. it. It's a it's a language that is that is that is heavenly in the sense of like it it was empowered by the Holy Spirit. You're speaking it. And and I've heard of testimonies of people going to other nations and they start speaking in tongues. They're speaking fluently in another uh, language, fluently. And you know something? It, it, it shocks me because it seems like people are trying to figure out the Holy Spirit without even receiving the Holy Spirit. Because how can you figure out something that God said he's trying to impart into you? How can you figure it out if you haven't partaken? You partake. can't <laughs> eat this daily yeah, bread. <laughs> you, you, you haven't <laughs> you haven't partaken to it. So how can you how can you actually try to understand it if you're not receiving it? He said it comes to those who ask for it. So if you ain't asking, how you gonna figure it out? 
if you ain't asking, if you ain't asking for it to know what it is and know what it is and want to know. So I, that, that's just my take on it. That's just my take. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's it's just amazing as you just keep reading the confusion that's happening. Wait, this person's speaking this, this is speaking that, and all these tongues. And I love the end of like verse 11 in the same Acts 2, 11. It says, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. So the Holy Spirit is uttering out of them the wonderful works of God. This is what we were talking about in Ezekiel. God, The Spirit entered Ezekiel so that he could hear God's voice. So now here it is saying that, Oh, no, even the people around us are hearing that it is proclaiming the wondrous works of God. How can you awesome. know God if you don't know the whole if you don't have the Holy Spirit? Like Steve said, you got to partake. You got to partake. partake. You got to partake. You know, I, I was at work the other day and I had mentioned, you know, the person said to me that God is good. I was like, you know what? The Holy Spirit is awesome. And, you know, I wasn't discrediting God for God being the father. But I was saying the Holy Spirit is awesome because Jesus said he left behind the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we disregard the Holy Spirit and we don't think much of it because we feel like we're going to God. And when we go to God, we got to bow our head before the throne and all that stuff. So uh, and then we, we leave out Jesus and then we leave out the Holy Spirit. But you got to know that Jesus rose from the grave. He didn't just die for us. But he rose and the Bible said he rose with all power. And with that power, he said, I'm going to leave behind power. So but it's called a comforter. So it will comfort you. It will keep you in knowing that you OK, and you good. And so because I did it all for you, because I did it for you. <laughs> I took everything that you could never do. If you prayed 5000 prayers, if you fasted till you dropped till you I mean, you can never. But by grace, I did this for you by grace through faith. You are saved. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, it's awesome. This is so exciting. We we, we don't want to. Uh, Oh, we have we have one more scripture. One and more I, scripture. I just wanted to read this scripture before we go out in prayer and close out. It's Acts 19 and 6. And it said, And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. So the power came upon them. They spoke in these tongues, and all of a sudden something else came out. They prophesied. They began to speak words of life. Ooh, and they started healing people. They were laying hands on folks. Yeah. Folks were getting healed. I mean, dead people were being raised. It was it was some awesome things happening in that. And so when the word says, my grace is sufficient, man, he ain't tell us that he was going to have his power too. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. So we just want to say before we end this podcast today that if you have not received the Holy Spirit, uh, or if you, we never want to leave you without even receiving Christ. We, we know that Christ is 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 the one who bore all our sins we got we get to the end of ourselves where we realize that yeah. i need a savior and that savior is jesus christ believing that he died he came to this life he was god in the flesh he lived this life so that he there could be just an understanding of who we are and a relationship between us and god that he gave us that he walked on this earth he died for us and after he died he rose in power and says all power now as I've been given, I want you to go out there in power and an authority, and I give you the Holy Spirit. That Jesus, if you have not received him, all you have to do, like I said, the Bible says that you are saved by grace through faith. You are saved. The grace means that 
there's nothing that you need to do or you could ever do to receive it. It's a gift. Yeah. And through your faith and just believing that there's something higher than me and there's something more powerful. And Jesus, I want to, to know you just by that faith. You're saved. So if you believe in your heart that today is that day that you say, yes, Lord, and, and I urge you, today should be the day. <laughs> Just say, yes, Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, show me your ways. And if you haven't received the Holy Spirit, since we were talking about the Holy Spirit, let's just pray this prayer. The prayer goes, Father, I recognize my need for your power to live this new life. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. By faith, I receive him right now. That Holy Spirit, you receive him right now. Lord, thank you for baptizing me with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are welcome into my life. I am telling you, if you have prayed that prayer, things are about to change. Just like Steve read that last chapter, Acts 19, 16, and uh, uh, it said that, then prophecy came. I mean, you about to get some boom, boom, boom in your life, speaking in tongues and 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 being able to prophesy and 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 speak the word of God and and lay hands on the sick and see cancer falling out of people, seeing dead people rise. I mean, so much power that is in saying yes to the Holy Spirit. And we're so excited. Welcome to the kingdom of God. Welcome to the family of God. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Stay in your word. And your walk with Jesus is about to just um, change your whole perspective. So we are so grateful that you joined us on our podcast today. I'm Denai. I'm Steve. And this has been the G220 Effect. And we're ghosts.